Hey everyone, this is Chris. You're listening to the Dad Regime Podcast. We are back for 2019. We've tried to streamline, streamline, streamline the show a little bit, get a little bit more focused uh, content for you, which we hope you will enjoy. Remember to check out each uh, show's episode page on the website for links and information about the things that we're talking about. We're not going to do a whole like and subscribe thing, which uh, a lot of uh, social media stuff does. We instead are simply going to ask you to tell someone about the show. Pick one person who you think would enjoy the show uh, and tell them where to contact us. Uh, But first, here's Pretty Jesus. something you want to talk about Pete? Well because it's getting really close to starting school coming back to school and all of those sorts of things um, I thought today we could possibly talk about advice for parents from a teacher's perspective about the first day of school and well really for me I think the first day of school starts probably a couple of weeks out from preparation yeah so I've I've written my it's a bit dubious I've I've kind of written my five or six or seven well there's lots of r's so instead of the three r's for school it's kind of the five six or seven r's they they kind of join together so what's number one number one for me is rest um we all know what kids are like um towards the end of a term Mm. and if kids are coming into the beginning of the term and they are ragged there's another r um then they're going to be ragged throughout so i'd suggest to parents in the first in the weeks leading up to let the kids rest you know don't take them to school coming back from that family holiday on the sunday night at 10 o'clock and then getting them to bed and then expecting them to be able to get up at six o'clock the next morning and hit the hit the first day of school so that's my first one is rest good advice all right um the next one's reading like i i think that with a lot of things that happen over the holidays um in terms of kids leaving school um, and then, you know, six weeks later coming back to school and we all as teachers know the attrition rates that can occur, especially with kids that have learning difficulties and things like that. Um, I think just doing simple things like keeping reading with your kids up over the holidays um, can really help um, just get them prepared for school. Yeah. And as teachers, we know that literacy is the skill. Like that's the one, that's the reason why you're really going to school. And they do tend to slide backwards a little bit over the holidays, especially summer holidays. Like six weeks, seven weeks is a long time if they're not doing reading yet. It's really good advice. Yeah, cool. So, um, and, and do you know part of that as well, I guess, is, you know, the keeping the maths and all of that sort of stuff up, but in a fun way, you know, like if you cook with your kids, you know, you're looking at measurement and things like that. Mm. If you're like um, last holidays, I took we went for a family holiday up to Airlie Beach, which is about a thousand kilometres, and I taught my ki- my kids who were in oh well, they're last when we did it, they're in year two and year four, how to keep an Excel spreadsheet, and so they put all the travel receipts in, like for the how much petrol, how far have we gone, what's the distances, they had maps and all of those sorts of things. So 
Not, and they loved it. They, they thought it was great fun. They had their iPads on in the back and they were tracking where we went with mm. highlighters over the top of the maps and making it, uh, and, and they tracked how much we were spending. And clearly the only receipts they didn't look at was what we spent at Dan Murphy's. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you know, that would be a, a, a nice topic for you to address um, at a later date is useful ways to use your iPad. You do some cool stuff with your kids and the iPad. Cool. Okay, we can do that. Um, next one is uh, routines and responsibility, um, and they kind of go hand in hand. A double R. A double R. Yes, I've got a couple of double R's. That's why I was a bit like five or six or seven. You know, this one's a double R. Um, actually, like one of the things that I found when my one of my kids started prep was him having an understanding of what had to get done before he went to school, and. Uh, eventually I wrote a list of 10 things out and that just appeased so many of those morning battles. Even though he couldn't read, he actually, well, it actually probably helped him read in the end. We had a list and it was like, one, have you done this? Two, have you done that? You know, brush your teeth, um, lunchbox in your bag and all of that sort of stuff. And then the thing that goes with the routines is the responsibility. You know, kids can do it can do things for themselves you don't have to do everything for them um you know i've seen parents carry their kids school bags from their house out to the car and put them in the car the kids can do that kids can do a lot of things and it reduces the stress as parents if the kids are acting independently of themselves like my kids feed the lizards they um pack their bags they do their home they, they do homework in the morning and things like that and that homework in the morning this isn't really preparing for school but you know this is setting up those routines our kids have to gauge what morning is best for them to do their homework yeah um and so re making those routines set now having that discussion with the kids prior allows them to know what they're going to have to do day one mm. Anyone want to add to my routine one? Mm. <laughs> You're nailing it. Just, just those, <laughs> the um, Having responsibility over your stuff, just for a starter. Like if you make a mess, you clean it up. Like there's just, there's mm. little things about um, school that aren't really specific to school. You know, they, yeah. you don't have, it doesn't have to be preparing for school to have ownership over um, jobs responsibilities have just have your the things that you need to do each day that mm. you know that that's where it starts especially yeah. like if we're talking about kids going into prep well they're places to start you know yeah your room tidying your room cleaning your room whatever it, whatever routines you value yeah. but making sure that the the children have um the ownership of it mm. it's not the parent doing every little job yeah cool shall i shall i move on to the next one the next one was just getting things ready early um, such as school supplies, uniforms, lunches, like 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 lunch boxes, and what you got, and buying the things that you will need to put in the lunch boxes mm. prior to the first day of school. So I can definitely add to that one. That's where you want to involve your kids. Um, so the more involvement you your child has with preparation for school that starts next week, the less anxiety your child's going to have. Um, that's a big word that is thrown around education, well, everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, and it's real. You get nervous about stuff when you don't know what's going on. So the best way to 
uh, avoid those nerves is to have a part in preparing for it. You know, go and buy a new lunchbox, have, take your kid along and let, let them choose a lunchbox. Um, practice eating lunch in that new lunchbox so that they can experience it. You know, like, uh, have them help prepare a sandwich the week before. And we're gonna and like in the morning and then have it at lunchtime. Oh, we've got your lunchbox. Get it out. Have that experience. It's one less thing that's going to be new or different. Um, and with that preparedness, I think the more you can talk about school and what's coming up, you know what they did last year. Just get their heads into the school. Even drive past it if you don't go anywhere near the school. Look it up on the website. Have some pictures of it. The more exposure to that place, the more connection they have to that place. Um, before the first day is going to alleviate heaps of anxiety. Um, mm. So that's that's a massive thing. I think involve the kids, involve the kids the night before in what they're what they're going to eat. Now some parents will say, "Oh, I wouldn't let my kid near a kitchen or whatever." That's fine. Ask them to choose which fruit. You know, have mm. some sort of say in what is going to happen for them the mm. next day, so they've got control, so they so they understand what's going on the next day but that that choice and responsibility stuff allows those conversations as well you know like i want a chocolate bar well you could have a chocolate bar but you know there's rules that maybe possibly about having them at school like i've got three different fruits here which one would you want that's providing that choice i like what you said about the um the going and picking their own lunchbox and you know them allowing to have those choices and i reckon even the things like covering their school supplies um my sister and I used to have, when we were kids, competitions, and we used to cut things out of magazines. Who could come up with the coolest diary cover for our school <laughs> diaries? This is when we were like 14 or 15, and we tried to make it as you know artistic as we possibly could. Um, so having kids involved with that so that they, they can individualise what they're... What, the things they can individualize just so they can stuff. identify their identify, own stuff. yeah that's yeah, the amount of kids which which book is this oh the surfer that's my hpe book yeah you, know, yeah. you get different covers yeah. and i'm oh, sorry my wife used to uh, she was fantastic with rituals i think her parents did really well with um creating positive rituals around going back to school because it is a really nervous time she would get a cake, just one of those uh, $5 mud cakes from Woolies or IJ or whatever, but guarantee the night before or a day or two before, she'd have a going back to school cake. And with that cake, they would be wrapping, uh, doing the contact for, yeah. for the books yeah. and getting out all the supplies, the pencil case, and helping Ruby pack the pencil case again mm. so that she's seeing what's in there, what yeah. belongs to her. She's making a, a connection to it. So the next day when they open it up, they've got a clue of, of what's theirs um mm. she might have written her name on stuff as well like as there's a sense of responsibility there um and it all leads to connection to school connect and positive connections to what's going on the next day so rituals are not a bad idea either and the ident- school cake the identification thing you know like when you're talking about lessening the anxiety for a kid if they can't find their pencil if they can't find their book if they can't access what they need to access for just that um physical personal supply stuff quickly well that can cause a whole bunch of stress too for a kid in a classroom i can't find my lunchbox bam there's the tears for a new prep kid on their first day i can't find my drink bottle you know that so i reckon that's quite important too may i share a story yeah please oh no little joel (laughs) poor little joel (laughs) what happened it was a little joel it was teacher joel um a, a year four student comes up to me five minutes after lunch is is on on the first day and he says i i can't find my lunchbox i said oh 
I'll help you. It's, let's go and have a look. This is the lunchbox trolley. Um, this is ours. It'll be in there. Uh, what color is it? I don't know. So clearly, your mum didn't help you get involved. <laughs> and then I said, okay, what's, uh, what is the food? There's a few here that haven't been taken yet. Let's go through them and, f- and find what food that you've got. You go, oh, I don't know what food I've got. So you didn't help pack your lunch or have any? Okay. Um, has, has it got your name on it? I don't know. And so we went through these three lunch boxes, looked at the types of food. That was no clue. Um, I basically went and found the two other kids who had names on them and then said, well, this one must be yours. And it, it was a really stressful time for this kid that could have totally been changed, even if it was just that he put a piece of fruit in that particular lunchbox yep. the night before. He would have known exactly what was yep. going on. Involve your kids. Man, I wish naming things had started with an R. That would, that's the perfect thing to put in there. Name and rename. <laughs> but how much, like, parents, any school event, any time ever, name everything except your child's underwear. Full stop. <laughs> Done. And you want to explain why you don't name your child's underwear? Because we will hold it up <laughs> in front of everyone and go, Daniel, we've got your yellow Spider-Man undies. <laughs> All right. And my last R is a double R again. Um, and I don't think it will need any more explanation. It's on the day. It's be right on time after right on time and right. rack off. <laughs> Chris, I reckon this one would be one of your personal favourites. It is. It is. And I actually do um, each year uh, at our school, each class has a um, parent information afternoon where you uh, parents are invited to come and the teacher talks about their classroom and some of the key things that are going to happen that year. And one of the first things, actually, no, actually, I, I wrap up with this, but it's one of the, um, the key bits is to... I tell them that I want to talk to you more, but I want to see you less. And, what I, and then I, I wait and then I gauge the response. <laughs> and sometimes I see people nodding and sometimes I see people going, you know, wide eyed. What, 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 what do you mean? And then I explain. In my, I, I'm a grade six teacher. So uh, kids in my class are in their last year of primary school before they go to high school. And I explain that you need as a parent to start preparing for high school and that means thinking about the routines that you've put in place for primary school and what of those routines needs to change are you still carrying your kids bag down to the classroom and putting it on the bag rack they're 11 or 12 years old now they don't need you to do that are you putting your kids tuck shop in the tuck shop box they don't need you to do that they can do that are you the one coming and asking the teacher about the homework or are they coming and asking the teacher about the homework? They don't need you to do that because in high school, you're going to embarrass the hell out of them if you're the parent who's coming in and doing those things for them. So start changing your routines now so that it's easier for you and your child in high school. And occasionally, well, no, most of the time, parents are all, yeah, 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 you know, you're right, oh, high school, big, big, you know, it was all big, big, big. And occasionally, I'll have a parent who's like, 
but but this is my this is my my time with my child. This is my, this is how this is how I this is how I know I'm a good parent because I do all these things for them. And changing that mindset of what it means to be a good parent doesn't mean doing everything for your child. It means helping them do stuff for themselves and being independent. There's that uh, responsibilities that you were talking about before. I got a couple other first day things though. Okay. You mentioned it though about don't be late. Yeah. Oh, come on. On the first day, like do whatever you can to not be late. Not because I'm going to care so much, but if you're after the bell and the teacher on the first day of school has 25, 26, 30, however many kids are in their class, and they've started going through their whole first day journey and you're the person who comes in and interrupts that, First of all, every kid in the classroom is going to turn around and look at your child. So put your, put your, put your you know, uh, walk a mile in their shoes just for that moment. How are they going to feel? They're that kid who's coming in. But then if you're the parent who's interrupting that, push them in the door and then rack, rack off. off. <laughs> I don't need to know why you're late. I don't need you to make a joke. I don't need you to... You've already interrupted. Just go. Just go and catch up with me later. Yeah. All right? Don't... Sorry yep. is enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about... Sorry we're late. Even a little wave, a little, <laughs> little finger wave. That's, that's all I need. Just go. Just drop them up and then <laughs> the go. Right? So don't, don't be late. <laughs> Remember that the teacher is really busy on that first day. The first week of school is horrendous for teachers. There is so many things happening. There's so many things to get done. There's so many things to get organized. And... At the very least, I need to remember every kid's name by the end of the first day. Like that's, you know, at the minimum, I'm going to make, that's the first effort day. I need to make. Yeah. I give, my, I give myself to the end of first day. <laughs> 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 but you're a, you're a high school teacher. Slightly different priorities. Um, so remember, they're really busy. Please don't expect to come in at 8.30 and have a 15 minute conversation about your child on the first day of school. Why it's not? not? It's not going to happen. But, Make but an appointment. Little Johnny so special. Come in, introduce yourself. Hi, I, this is my child. I'm. Um, I'll I'll contact you later. Make an appointment. Awesome, brilliant. I want to have that conversation. I want to meet you. I want to talk to you about your child. Just not on the first morning. All right. There's mm-hmm. just there is too much to do. Don't ask for class lists. Yes, don't ask for class lists. It's not um, because I'm a prick. Oh, you mean um, parent contact? Yeah, parent contact information. You know, even if you're uh, like my son's birthday is um, February, so like when we're looking at, uh, at uh, parties and stuff like that, we're trying to get those things organised early in the year. I cannot give you other people's contact information. It's confidentiality. It's against the law. It's illegal for me to distribute a class list. Please don't ask for it, even if the teacher last year did it for you. That's and don't tell me that the teacher last year, the name of the teacher last year. <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side of that, don't start running down the teacher from last yes, year. Yes, please don't talk about uh, my colleagues, the people who I'm going to have lunch with or uh, you know see after school. Um, you know, tell me if there were difficulties. Tell me if there were issues. But please don't, um, don't, don't rubbish my colleagues. I know how hard they work. The last one that I'm going to talk about is that um, you know, every year is a chance for a, new, a fresh start. So please yeah. don't judge the teacher or the classroom too early. 
Yes. There's lots of reasons why your child might come home and not be entirely happy in the first week of school, even the first month. But you've got to give it time. All right. And, and as your kids go through school uh, more, you're probably starting mm. to realize that by the end of the year, they're actually generally really happy with their class and really happy with their teacher. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens at the beginning. Just be patient. Just let it happen. Uh, you know, don't, don't come in guns blazing because the first day of school wasn't a spectacular success that you hoped it would be. I hadn't thought about this before, but we're going to talk first days and we're going to talk transitions. I've taught year seven now for two years in a row. Have, have a massive amount of consideration for the fact that for six years they've been in the one school. Mm. They've been in this beautiful, safe environment with one so teacher. Going into, going into making the transition to high school. You're f- changing physiologically, going to a, a different space. Sorry, physically going to a different space um, it, with only older, bigger kids who are going through adolescence, who are essentially little jerks at times. And they are still this little primary <laughs> school. No, you've got to... Uh, I don't know how else to call adolescence because it's not pretty. But what I've seen is uh, grades are, are affected. Everything is affected. Mm. And I think it's mainly affected because of the social and emotional cha- challenges and changes that your kid's going through going to high school. It's po- possibly one of the scariest things they're going to do over a fourteen, the first yeah. 14 years of their life. Yeah. So to, to think that they are not going to change, that there's going to be no impact at all from that, socially, emotionally, academically, yeah. is probably a little out of hand. Yeah. So the more preparation, the more organised you can be, the more talk and work that you do on transitioning to that school and the more understanding you are that everything's going to be hard and, and life is going to be difficult, give it time, give it a term, give it a semester before you, you, you know, come in guns blazing. Yeah. And, and that's the same going from kindy to into prep, yeah. As well, you know, for that first year of school, it's it's it's, it's a big it's a big leap, and you, lots of kids have been in their nice little twenty kid group and going into a prep class as, mm. and going into a school of a thousand kids or seven hundred mm. kids or six hundred kids or whatever. It's 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 very similar. It's not as no so much their grades will drop or those sorts of things, but there's still those those funny things that pop up. You know, your kid might have gone to school, gone to kindy every day of the year and not been a runner. And then on the first day of school, they become a runner. Yeah. You're not aware of. Yeah. However, you know, I think that I, I've had, when I had my year six classes in the past and knowing what I know about the transition stuff that's going on in the background with, in terms of passing information from one educational setting to another um, and... Um, if you know that your child is going into a high school and they've got a diabetes, a nut allergy, a whatever, you know, take some responsibility for for that as well and contact the school. Does that does do you ever find? I just imagine in year seven having a class come in and then all of a sudden you go, hang on, <laughs> how come I didn't know that you were a diabetic or how come I didn't know that you were a you know, having some sort of learning difficulty or something like that because maybe the parents haven't. Does, does that does that happen at all? Or yeah. I'm thinking more so of a eating or the allergy kind of stuff. Most of those are are You're pretty good. Are already alerted, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt, does it? To heads up. Yeah. 
because sometimes the processing of that information might be a bit slower in terms of the people have it and yeah. getting it out to the teachers. Yeah. So it's, I would absolutely advise on making contact and just... Yeah, because I just had that thing like we've been impressing that oh, kids should take responsibility, kids should take responsibility, kids should take responsibility, but there are in actual fact things where you as a parent <laughs> well in advance should take responsibility of to alert the school in the right appropriate manner rather than turning around three weeks and going, well, how come you didn't know? You know, just having that phone call just to check in and say, hey, look, my kid's coming to your school next year. Are you aware that blah, 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 blah. We've got our management plans in place. Can I come in and meet mm. with you in advance? Does, you know, surely mm. that's a good thing. Mm. <laughs> um, so wrap up. Do you just want to go through your All right. six or seven or eight R's? <laughs> Whatever they are. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I'm here all week. Uh, okay, so first R was rest, being rested before going back to school and not ragged. Uh, reading, keeping reading up with your kids throughout the holidays even, and it's not too late to start now, and having those other conversations that may help them start getting their brains in thinking mode if they haven't been doing that already. Set routines and responsibilities. Make sure the expectations for mornings are pretty set and they understand what they'll have to do. Uh, readiness. Be prepared for all of the school supplies, uniforms and stuff like that. Be right on time and rack off. Uh, it's not so much as what's my place, but what did I stumble on via um, a little YouTube night, and I come across a oh shit, <laughs> here it is, um, Rosie Jones, who is a disabled comedian. She's um, got several palsy, super funny. I then uh, must have clicked on a link and found myself listening to the Ouch podcast, which is a BBC. Uh, which is under the BBC, and it was just enjoyable. Uh, a lot better than our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, run by uh, disabled uh, presenters. It was just cool. It was, it was insightful. It was a bit of a new world, um, and I enjoyed it. Okay, we'll link it. Really interesting. I saw Rosie Jones on um, The Last Leg. She was on an, on an episode of The Last Leg, and she is just sweet and endearing and hilariously funny. Um, mine isn't half as um, intriguing as Joel's, and you know, but mine's just a simple balls out, action packed um, new series. Well, it probably isn't new now. It's called The Bodyguard on Netflix. Um, the basic premise is um, post traumatic um, stress disorder um, a soldier comes back kind of works in the I think it's the MI6 or whatever like guarding a politician doesn't necessarily agree with the politician's point of view um, and then it just goes on from there gripping one season excellent nice uh, I got nothing listen to us because <laughs> we're back and we're going to have lots and lots of new content so yeah Dad Regime iTunes Podbean other places bye